0: Malolele, and welcome back to Pacific Tales. Today I'm going to uh, talk about my intriguing life as a travel writer. I left my homeland of America and moved miles away to a tiny island in the South Pacific with my husband and baby daughter. The population was around 100,000 and seemed to be a century behind the rest of the world. Carts and horses on dirt roads replaced modern cars and freeways. Instead of billboards advertising the latest new company, rows and rows of coconut trees surrounded us. My mind was fascinated, but my heart wondered if I had made a big mistake In following my husband to this undeveloped country. I had written most of my life in personal and gratitude journals, but now I truly had something unique to write about. We had come with a mission to serve the people of Tonga in any way we could. And to me, they obviously needed help. Throughout the next 13 years, I would learn much more from them than they could ever learn from me. Although very poor monetarily, they had a happiness that was a wonder to me. My husband was thrilled to be back in his home country, and everywhere we went, we were greeted with invitations to come and eat. How could they afford to feed us when they barely had a functional house, no running water, and an outhouse? Lucky for them that the weather was moderate, so there was no worry about keeping warm. My limits were constantly tested as pigs roamed the small villages, old mangy dogs, and more insects than I had ever seen, including fleas, cockroaches, centipedes, and flies. In time, I found the value of living in such a place as this. It was very simple no competition in besting your neighbors or putting on a show with a fancy car or clothes everyone was poor even us we lived on a high school campus and my husband was a teacher there interestingly teachers made much more than doctors so you can only imagine the quality of the medical care they mostly depended on, depended on natural medicine and local witch doctors when they got sick. I came to see the value of that when my children fell ill. I started writing down my experiences, not knowing how long our stay would be. We eventually had four children, one of which was born in the hospital in Tonga. It was a totally upside down experience from the one I had giving birth to my daughter in America. No drugs for pain, no nursery, no disposable diapers, and lots of stares from the local nurses because of the white lady. I went home sicker than when I had entered with a high fever. My baby was also covered with impetigo from a less than sterile environment. Some days I still suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder when I think about those years. During our time in this island kingdom, I worked part-time so I could be home when my children got home from school. They loved growing up there and enjoyed the island humor, values, and friendships with children from all around the world since they attended an expatriate elementary school. I never worried about them during the day, They roamed and explored and came home when they were hungry. No concern about abductions or running away. They were very loved and happy. My husband speedily progressed in his position and ended up being the department head. That did not mean we made much more money, but it gave him more prestige. He felt that he was able to fulfill his dream of giving back to his own countrymen. As for my dream of marrying and having my own home to decorate, that was put on hold. We could barely afford the rent of the little white cinder block house we occupied. I learned much about humility and being supportive of my husband. Writing was my release. How could I keep from writing about all I saw and felt every day? My first Tongan funeral, my first feast sitting on the ground, meeting the king of Tonga at the palace, seeing the flying fox bats that lived in the tree branches above a relative's home. The blowholes that produced massive spouts of water when the tides came in. We were surrounded by water. You could see everything on the island in an hour's time. So writing was not only a release, but an escape for me. If I was in awe by what I saw and mentioned it to my husband, he couldn't understand what the big deal was. After all, he grew up with all of it. There were a few ladies in the neighborhood who could relate to my culture shock, and those people are my friends to this day. We had such similar experiences that we were more than sisters, but there were so few of us. After we lived in Tonga, we moved to Samoa and then to Hawaii. I had grown to love Polynesia, the people, their mannerisms, the music, and the enchanting scenery. It was all so much to take in without bursting onto a page. I am an artist, and the next best thing to painting on canvas is painting with words. Lush, exotic, tropical fruits that delight the senses which I had never experienced before. How could people go a lifetime and not taste the brilliance God had touched each one with? When I realized I had lived in Polynesia longer than I had lived in the desert state of Utah, where I was raised, I felt so very blessed. I felt charmed to live on such magnificent, hallowed ground where flowers blossomed continually and people greeted each other with such amazing aloha. At first, it was difficult to accept because of a space issue I had inherited. Funny what you can can get used to. Later in our marriage, our children all married and went their separate ways. I was not a happy, empty nester because I wanted them all to keep staying with us and have their families. They all did for a while until, until their first child arrived and then tore my heart out as they left to find their own missions in life. They all ended up in the state of Utah, where I had grown up. By then, many Polynesians had also moved to Utah, and I felt caught eternally between two worlds. All this time, I kept writing and was given opportunities to write for publications, including Beyond Honolulu and Beachcomber Pete Travel Adventures. I shared many of my experiences and actually got paid for it, yay! I started a couple of blogs. I also wrote for several sites that paid a pittance, but it kept my PayPal account alive. Nineteen years ago, I started writing for hubpages.com, which has paid a little bit every year. It has been an excellent experience. But my topics were all over the place. Experts advise trying to find a niche for your writing and then looking for publications that needed articles about it. I do, however, enjoy researching to fulfill the needs for a particular article and feel that I learned so much. I mainly like writing travelogues and sharing travel tips from my personal experiences. I also took several of my travel articles and compiled them into a book that is available on Amazon. Once we retired, we had the opportunity to travel to Scotland, Egypt, Italy, and went on a cruise to Alaska. Each place was so exciting and I was uh, happy to write about my adventures and share intriguing photos that I took. I can't wait to see where else I will get to go. Currently I write for my son. Um, His website is R72. It's um, first aid uh, preparations for 72 hours and I have learned a lot from that and um, also I write on a blog named grandmabloggers.wordpress.com telling my experiences about my grandchildren and I treasure the chance to assist others through social media I doubt I will ever stop writing as long as my eyes and fingers work Aloha